Welcome to episode 12 of SLR Sports Talk Radio. And today, I'm just freestyle topping today. I'm just talking about sports, um, what's going on. So, you know, I'm most definitely going to talk about my, uh, my Carolina Panthers. I'm also going to talk about the Lakers. Talk about a little bit of wrestling. You know, um, there's just certain things I just like to do. It don't have to be like a main topic. You know, sometimes I like the freestyle topics um, to talk about sports. So that's what I'm going to do today. That's what I like to do on my platform. That's what I like to do on my network. And um, like I said, what's on my mind? I like to talk about it. So this is what I'm thinking. It's what I'm going on in the sports world, what the sports world is going on, what I'm hearing, what I'm seeing in the blogs, social media, sports center, you know, Fox, you know, places like that where we get our news from in general. So today, first discussion I want to talk about today is my Los Angeles Lakers. Yes, I am a Lakers fan. Yes, I admit to that. Yes, I am a Lakers fan. No, I'm not a Chicago Bulls fan. Yes, I'm a Michael Jordan fan. Yes, I love Mike. Michael Jordan is one of my is one of my favorite is one of my favorite players. But I am a Kobe Bryant guy. I like Kobe. He's my favorite player. He's number one, and Mike is number two. Then it's LeBron. So, right now the Lakers are just playing horrible. I'm not saying they're playing horrible basketball because they're not playing bad basketball. But they're losing. They have not won a game. And it's clear as day to lose because they have no shooting at all. No shooting whatsoever. Where are they going where are they gonna be able to find it from? I don't know. But you're wasting LeBron James prime years. And and it's just it's a shame and disheartening because society, people, the critics, paint LeBron. Oh, he's a ring chaser. All he wants to do is chase ring. He can't stay in one place. He can't never be over Kobe. Kobe stayed in one place and got his rings. So, so you're telling me that LeBron James can't go to any team who he chooses, who he wants to go to and play for to win a ring because he's ring chasing. So you want LeBron James to stay with one team and have a team to get him all the talent he need in his first two two stages of an NBA career. And then his third stage and his final stage, the curtain call stages, the standing ovation stages, the bow down stages. Give me my flowers stages. You don't want to give him nothing but to waste his 
God-given talent he has. You got to remind me, think. LeBron James is playing better than 80% of the NBA players right now. Right now. And he's one of the oldest players in the league. Right now. LeBron James can play another additional three, four years, maybe five years if he wants to right now. And out of them five years right now, he can give you three prime years right now. But the Los Angeles Lakers wants to waste him because they got Anthony Davis and they feel like, well, they got Anthony Davis, uh, Russell Westbrook, here and there, here and there. Oh, LeBron James is going to be good. He can carry them like he did the Cleveland Cavaliers. This is not the Cleveland Cavaliers. You can't say the Miami Heat. Because the Miami Heat, Pat Riley, kept talent around him all year round. They kept shooters all year. But you got to think, this is LeBron James. There's no way Kobe Bryant is going to lay down and say, this is what you gave me, a bunch of piece of hot garbage in the state of his Don't get me wrong. Yeah, the Lakers did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they gave him some hot garbage. But still, at the same time, they gave him the hot garbage. They knew Kobe. They knew Kobe was bound out. They knew it was done. They knew. They knew this. It's different with LeBron James. And right now, I just feel like. The Lakers are wasting his time, his prime talent, and they want to wait when the Lakers are so beat down to go get him help to get shooters. When it's supposed to be getting it now, had it in the offseason. Now the Lakers are talking about trading Westbrook to get this player, this player, this shooter, this shooter, who that's what they had doing the offseason last year, this and that, this and that. And now, you want to wait till the Lakers are damn near deep in the bottom of the standings to get this man help. I repeat. And I'm only saying this because this is what I believe in. You're LeBron James. You're the face of the franchise. You're the face of the Los Angeles Lakers. The Lakers wouldn't have won a championship if you wouldn't have came. And you're telling me, LeBron James, that you are accepting mediocrity. At his worst right now. The Lakers don't broken down LeBron James to the point where. And I and I don't even give most of it to the Lakers. I give 90, but I also give the other 10% to the city 
of Los Angeles and the perks that comes with it being in the city of Los Angeles and being a star like LeBron James. He got comfortable. The family is comfortable. Business is booming. And when you get them three components, now LeBron desire, desire to be the best of all time. And I'm not talking about scoring champion. That's what you in for, LeBron? You want to be a scoring champion and be a four-time NBA champion? Be my guest. But you're going to let Steph Curry pass you when Steph got another five, eight years left in the league? And you're going to let him surpass you before you retire? LeBron James can have two more rings if the Lakers can get their shit together. But you're letting his years waste and you letting Steph Curry pass him by with ease. I don't get it. I don't get it. I failed to understand and, and acknowledge and realize what's going on. LeBron James can talk his way out of LA if he wanna wanna leave LA. But you're telling me that you are willing to let Rob Palinka, Jenny Bus, surround you. With mediocrity. I right, let me don't get don't get me wrong. Anybody in the NBA, you're not mediocrity. You gotta be good to make it on the roster. But the style of play in the latter stages of LeBron James' career doesn't fit him. You have to give him shooters. LeBron James shouldn't be jacking up three as much as he is. It's great to have that in his arsenal now. But you need LeBron James where he can drive, kick, and shoot, drive, kick, and pass, and have other guys shoot the ball, be dead eye shooters for him, and LeBron can still give you twenty five a night. Anthony Davis need shooting to take the pressure off him. You get the shooting, you get the ball movement. LeBron can play the point. Russ can play the off-ball. Pat Bell can play off-ball and point. Russ can play off-ball and point. And you can let Anthony Davis control the middle. That's where the Lakers need to be. Younger on the bench. Some of the guys who starting now should be on the coming off the bench instead of starting with LeBron James.
And I'm telling you now. If the Lakers don't get this under control before Christmas, jobs are going to be had. If jobs don't be on the line, and I'm talking about Rob Palenka. LeBron will come out and say something. And see, this is the Lakers fan. This is what y'all don't want. You don't want LeBron to blow his top, blow his gasket, blow his cool. You don't want LeBron to be hollering about GM, some high personnel, or the coach talking about being fired. Because if things don't shape up, what makes you think LeBron going to be there? What makes you think that LeBron James will not ask for a trade up out of the Los Angeles Lakers? Oh, he won't. He won't because oh, the Lakers give him everything. He's the man there. Oh, he got his business there. So what? If LeBron James is on the trend of going of the Tom Brady route of playing additional five more years or LeBron James playing until he's 45 or 42, 42 at the most because he's 39, what makes you think he won't ask for a trade up out of L.A.? And what makes you think the Lakers won't accommodate that? Because they won't draft picks bad. They have no draft picks. Under LeBron James, you don't have draft picks. You trade your draft picks to get better players to play with him. And now the Lakers won't draft picks. That's the reason why... LeBron James is surrounded by what he is surrounded by now. Because the Lakers don't want to trade their players for low-end picks. But if LeBron James asks for a trade, which it, what's going to lead to Anthony Davis is going to crack first. Anthony's going to crack first. He's going to ask for the trade first. Once he asks for his trade request, LeBron James is going to ask for his. If the Lakers cannot land, listen, Buddy Hill is cool. But if you're trading Russell Westbrook for Buddy Hill and Miles Turner, why even do the trade? Why even do the trade? The Lakers 
and beat writers and other people is that the like Buddy Hill is going to come in and give you 20 plus points tonight and shoot 40, 45% for three and you get Miles Turner who shoot maybe two, two or three threes a night but it's not going to give you a 15-15 a night? And you thinking this is going to help LeBron James get to the next level? I think it's not. I think it's not. I think it's not. I think it's not. <laughs> I don't get it. I really don't. I'm trying to understand it, but I don't get it. So if the Lakers don't make no moves or make anything coming up. It's over for them. Season is done. Season is done. They get it together. I get him by in the November. <laughs> they ain't leasing. They not leasing the top five seating going in December. Like I said, be looking for trade requests and other stuff like that coming out the Lakers organization. You best believe it's, it's going to happen. So let me. Let me talk about my Carolina Panthers. We on, we on the road. We uh, think yeah, playing in Atlanta. Got the Falcons coming up. It's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a tough game. We're looking to go three and zero in the division. We go three and zero. We had like a half game out for first place, or maybe a half game up in first place. So right now. With the record we're having right now, we win the division. We're in the playoffs. So that's what Steve Wilson is telling these guys, the preaching to these guys now. Win the division. We're in the playoffs. Got the Falcons coming up. Gonna be a tough game. Gonna be a, it should be a field school game, a low scoring game. In a game where if we can control Mariota, keep him in the pocket, not have him scrambling around, breaking down plays, ball control offense, run the ball, P.J. Walker don't turn it over, we can win this game. And see, that's the recipe that we just need to play with. Ball control offense. Time of possession. Run the ball. Keep defense fresh. We can win ball games. I'm not asking P.J. Walker to go out here and throw the ball 30 times. I'm not asking P.J. Walker to go out here 
and throw the ball 30 times and get 25 completions out of 30 for 250, 300 yards. No, we're not. I am asking P.J. Walker to don't turn over the ball. Remember, P.J., your job is on the line. Steve Wood's job on the line. A whole bunch of other guy jobs are on the line. I don't want to see Sam Darnold in there. And I don't want to see Baker Mayfield in there. This is a winnable game. It's a must-win game. The Panthers must keep the ball out of Atlanta's hand. Ball control offense. Don't turn the ball over. Play great run defense. And we will win this game very easily. If we turn the ball over, and now we're asking P.J. Walker to throw the ball multiple times, we're going to lose the ball game. I'm rooting for Steve Wilkes. I want Steve Wilkes to win the job. But see, these are the type of games that I'm looking for, that I'm trying to see if Steve Wilkes can be capable of holding his job and winning his job. Prove to me you can win the, win the ball game. And everything else will fall in place. I said it's a very winnable game. It's a lot riding on this game. I expect Carolina to come out and play their best. I expect Steve Wilkes to come out and coach his best. We got a chance to go 3 0. Half game up or out of first place. Compared to where we was at months ago. When I say months ago, I'm talking about going back to last season. Steve Wilkes, you want the job? These are the type of games right here that can get you that job that you've been covenant. And before I go, I want to hit on the topic. Uh, yes, I'm a huge wrestling fan. And I always said that I want to get I, I love to talk about wrestling on my on my on my podcast. Uh, I'm going to eventually I'm looking for another guy That I can partner with Maybe a co-op with me So we can go back and forth and rest the rest of the day Not I would do it by myself I have no, I have no problem in doing that But there's other things that I want to do On the podcast And talk about on my podcast That, that may take a little more time Than me doing this wrestling But I'm a huge wrestling fan and I always told myself that I'm going to make time in my podcast, in my network, to be dedicated to wrestling because I grew up on wrestling. I'm a huge wrestling fan. This is huge in North Carolina from where we're from. Uh, like I said, Raw with Justin Charlotte. So 
you know, this is type of this is what I like is what I like to talk about. So I just want to get my little thoughts real fast. Uh, what I call the session of in and out, who I call by my wrestling. So right now, Triple H WWE, right now, and, and I think people well, I've been, I've been told you. But I just think people just now starting to catch on now. It's kind of almost like Vince McMahon haven't even left the building. Storylines are the same. Concepts are the same. And I'm starting to wonder... What was the conversation like when Triple H, aka Paul Levesque, was talking to Vince McMahon when Vince McMahon had to give him his blessings to take over his company? Very interesting. Because if you look now, Paul Levesque doesn't even have to tell you about the conversation that him and Vince McMahon had. The shows are telling you the conversations that him and Vince McMahon had. Vince McMahon is well in doubt. Still has a say-so in this business any scripts, any storylines that's going on in WWE right now, especially on Monday Night Raw. I believe that Vince McMahon does not have that much input on SmackDown. You can kind of tell a little bit that Vince McMahon does, but Monday Night Raw, for some reason, Monday Night Raw still had Vince-isms written all over it. And I'm starting to see and I'm starting to notice that Vince McMahon is giving Paul Levesque certain answers, certain things to Monday Night Raw. You can tell, you can see it all clear as day. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Paul Levesque does not want to cross does not want to cross step on nobody's toes at all. Especially Vince McMahon. You have to understand this. This is what you have to understand. Vince McMahon owns majority state of the WWE. If Vince McMahon sells his stake in WWE, who wants to buy Vince McMahon out? That means Paul Levesque and his people will have to scramble up the money to buy 
Vince McMahon out so WWE will not be sold to any other bigger corporation. Because that means Paul Levesque could be out of a job. So it's deeper. It's way deeper than what people even think. Or not even trying to see. Vince McMahon owns majority shares of the WWE. He's a genius. He's a genius. Because now you can dangle that carrot. And you can also say, I still want input in because I own 80% of this company. And if I sell this company, nobody's going to have a job. Nobody. The company I sell this to can fire Paul Levesque, can fire Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, Nick Khan, can fire them all. And there's nothing they can do about it. Because you know why? Vince McMahon done sold it, done went and sold WWE for $5 billion. Five, ten billion dollars There's nothing y'all can do about it. So if Vince McMahon says, I still want to input, I still want a part of Monday Night Raw, all of that is going to make it happen. And that's what we're seeing right now. And that's why you're seeing the mediocrity, the bullshit that's going on with Monday Night Raw right now. And it's looking like Vince Man never left. SmackDown, way different. Flow's different. Vince Man really never showed his Vince Man input on SmackDown. Unless you just want to run it down. Just get Raw up. But Raw's still down. So I need to see more out of Paul Levesque. I'm not fooled. I'm not dumb. I know Vince McMahon still put man input in this. And I'm asking Paul Levesque to show more. Stop with the pay-per-view changes and stuff like that. We don't care about that. We care about Monday Night Raw. If you can't change Monday Night Raw, that means Vince McMahon still has more input than what people think. Because Paul Levesque can't put a finger or pulse on it. So, AEW. Right now, Tony Khan. You got to do better booking. You got to do better booking. You're not booking good. Uh, you're... The matches with John Moxley are too, like, everybody knows nobody's going to beat John Moxley. You're not making it interesting at all, period, you know. And it's kind of like bringing John Moxley Mystique down as a champion because it's like anybody you put against him, we know you're going to beat. And I know for a fact he's going to beat MJF. And people don't be surprised. But it got to be a big swerve. It's time for the big swerve. So, my prediction coming up, and I'm thinking is, John Moxley going to turn heel. MJL going to turn babyface. 
MJF gonna come to chase her. And John Moxley's gonna be the heel. That's my prediction. That's what I'm thinking. I may mean, could be wrong. But that's what I'm thinking. MJF, babyface, Moxley Hill. Because right now, I'm I'm just not feeling AEW. They gotta show me more. And like I said. I'm giving them hope right now. But stop making matches too predictable. Gotta build up more characters. I think you need more better big man. You more definitely need more big mans. You need giants. You need a believable killer. You need like an undertake. You need something like that. That's gonna scare the jeep. Just Ooh, I ain't scared the audience. They want guys and people look at him. They know he's going to be the next world champion. You don't have that right now, and that's what you need. You need that giant, that monster, that who can wrestle, who can do it all. And let him take you to the next level. That's where they need to go. These guys, the D'Ambroses, all these guys right here is not going to get it done. They're not going to get it done. Them guys were out there. They disappeared. Surely, but surely, it's not going to happen. Sometimes you have to go the WWE route. You got to find that monster, that superstar. You got to have him. You got to have him. For AEW to go to the next level, the next spot, you got to go there. And so, uh, that, was, that was my my topic, my thinking today, my freestyling. And um, I would be back probably in a couple of days, maybe Sunday after the football season. Well, not the season, but after the, what we in, week seven? Ain't week seven? Halfway close to the season. So, I probably will do a podcast maybe Sunday night, maybe Monday. Somewhere around in there. Um, give my thoughts of the game. Panthers and Falcons. Um, I probably won't talk about the Lakers. I just want to get that out of my chest. If they win, I may. They're not. Probably not. So, but I'm most definitely be back very soon. I'm trying to keep these podcasts coming back frequently much as possible now. And um, like I said, you'll be hearing from me either Sunday night or Monday in between there. Might be Tuesday. It just depends how everything goes, how it floats, how, if I don't get that busy. But I'm most definitely, you will hear back from me. Um, and um, like I said, I'm going to continue to build this and continue to get better. And we're going to take this to the next level. And uh, eventually, we're going to take this to the YouTube phase. So, fans, stick with me. Ride with me. Continue to let these plays go up. And let's go to the mountaintop. Let's go to the top. And uh, continue to support SLR Network Sport Talk. And 
Blood bless. I'm out.